Recently, when I visited Venice, much to the embarrassment of my half-Indian, half-British children, I insisted that Gondola man sings. He looked at me and said, all Indians ask me to sing. Just when I thought he won't and will possibly throw me into this very smelly canal in uh, Venice, he started singing, O More Mio, Do Lapsu Ki Dil Ki Kahani, the famous Amitabh Bachchan and Zina Taman's song on the gondola. This is India, a story in the making, and I'm your host, Lavina Tandon. Hello and welcome to India, story in the making. Today, I want to delve into the evolving audience habits and the cinematic landscape as perceived through the experiences of a Desi in Videsh. That is me, someone from India now living abroad. Cinema played a pivotal role in my life in India. Amidst the hustle of working in Delhi, journalist as well as a producer of many shows, my works or shifts extended to 36 to 48 hours sometimes. The first respite I sought was through a movie. It could be any movie, but it had to be in a cinema hall. The complete experience shared with family. With my sister often opting out of uh, the movie if it didn't seem promising in trailers or reviews. I was game for anything as long as it involved family and the cinema hall. Multiplexes were a new thing and they broadened film choices and habits at the time. Most often it was with my parents, uh, without my sister, that I would end up in a cinema hall. I was working in Delhi at the time, so the drill was to get a bite to eat first and then to go for a cinema. And at the time, uh, the place that was quite hip and happening and was Saket, where the new multiplex had come, which had changed the cinema habits completely. So it was movie uh, and before that, something to eat. Sometimes if we were stressed for time, we would quickly grab a kati roll, that is a shallow fried wrap kind of a thing, and then go for the movie with my mum cribbing on my ears that, why did you make me eat this? It was full of processed food and X, Y, Z. So these are the some of the most beautiful memories of with my parents in Delhi, just before my father passed away. He was a movie buff too. When I came to the UK and could watch uh, two movies back to back, my white British husband would completely marvel at this habit of mine. I could also watch a movie alone, and I still can. Many people find that weird. This comes from my mother, which I found out much later in life. Little did I know growing up that she did the same back in Calcutta in her college days. One day when I was telling her how people find it weird me watching two movies back to back or watching movies alone and how I inherited this movie mania from Papa, she very strongly objected to it, almost took my comment to heart. She told me it all came from her in her college days when she would bunk classes and watch movies. She told me all about those days and uh, how after marriage she insisted my father took her to the movies and even after my birth they would go to cinema and just smuggle me in. Of course she did not tell me all of this earlier while I was studying but now it all fell in place after the birth of my children. 
not going to the movies was the thing I missed the most. So defying old rules, I went to the movies with my children, but not when they were very little, because at that time, I conceded to my British husband when he insisted that very small children should not be brought into the cinema as the sound was too loud for them. He would therefore take the children round in the mall while I watched the movie on my own and when they needed to be breastfed, I would pop out in interval. This, I swear, is not an exaggeration, but it surely is crazy. But we Indians are crazy about movies. In London, it's only in Hindi movies that we find the whole family turning up with their little munchkins as well. There is crying, popcorn, mom and dad taking turns with the pram to go out and somehow piecing the film between them by the end of it or maybe watching it twice. Not everyone had a British husband who agreed to miss the film and go around the mall. Some of you listening in India, which I hope you are, might find it funny because you have families to look after the children. Nani, Dadi, Masi, Aunt, Uncle, Grandparents, I mean. But often enough here, here we don't have anyone or not close enough friends where we could leave our little children. We feel homesick and movies transport us home. Of course, not everyone is as crazy as me to watch cinema like syllabus and even to watch rubbish ones. But overall, Hindi and regional cinema is watched a lot abroad. It's very popular. It's partly to do with the fact that going to movies is a huge part of our entertainment as a habit. And for many, and in fact, I will say a lot of us, it is the only connect to home, our culture, our language. This connect worked both ways when the likes of London and Switzerland were chosen as backdrops for movies. An aspiration for new and more for those watching in India and a sense of inclusion for those watching in London or any other place where the movie is shot or where people are from. Showcasing Switzerland in his films did marvels for the tourism industry. For them, it works so much that there is a train now named in Switzerland after Yash Chopra and there is a 350 kg statue that stands in the Kersel Garden in central Swiss town of Interlaken. Of course, not to forget the contribution of Satyajit Ray and how and now Shekhar Kapoor doing wonderfully uh, when, where cinema circuit is considered abroad. Recently, when I visited Venice, much to the embarrassment of my half-Indian, half-British children, I insisted the gondola man sings. He looked at me and said, all Indians ask me to sing. Just when I thought he won't and will possibly throw me into this very smelly canal in uh, Venice, he started singing, O More Mio. The famous Amitabh Bachchan and Zinataman's song on the gondola. He had sung this song thousand times and he almost perfected the lyrics he told me. It's almost like every Indian demanded him to do that. And he perfected it. So, business after all, money speaks. Ultimately, 
it all boils down to money, which in turn depends on audience choice. Audience choice of late expanded with OTT. Though OTT was there since 2000s globally and in India since 2008, its impact and use was most felt and deeply so during the isolating times of COVID. It became a companion, a companion who had all sorts to offer. The viewing palette thus expanded. Cinema felt the jolt. Indian cinema did too. It was a time to be more experimental, innovative, real and most importantly original. Trends of Hollywood and foreign film remakes or inspiration or doing the superhero jig or technical VFS wizardry foreign locations all went sour in front of the rule number one, content is king. While Netflix tops global OTT platform competition, in India it's hot star that leads the charts. OTT translates into over the top, but it is cinemas who are having to go over the top to confront the OTT challenge by going super screen, IMAX, 3D, 4DX and so on. Add to this mix the social media and YouTube boom. Earning uh, millions through social media is now uh, spoken about so often. Yet another code in the mix to crack. Here too, content is king. But the definition of content is different. I'm sure you know the most watched video of all time on YouTube is that of Baby Shark by Pink Funk. Founder, a 40-year-old South Korean guy, Kim, who became a millionaire thanks to this kid's video watched over 13 billion times and counting. Kim is in the big league now, movies, theme park and so on. One will come across many such stories of viral videos, having many of us dreaming about our viral moment to come. Content space and platforms have been democratized. It's had all of us cracking and trying to crack the code to success for many different platforms. We as audience have choices galore, but has cinema been affected by these? And to what extent, if at all? And how is the Indian cinema landscape been impacted by all of this? Indian film industry churns the largest number of films, but not the biggest profits. It creates double the amount of Hollywood movies, but almost tenth in box office revenue. In the year 2023, Hollywood earned almost $33.9 billion, while the Indian, or in the popular terms, Bollywood, churned close to $3.6 billion. For Hollywood, Barbie emerged as the top earner, while in the Indian scenario, it was Shah Rukh Khan's Jawan in 2023. For Oppenheimer, that was released along with Barbie, India was the biggest global market. To help understand the mechanics behind these numbers and trends and cultures of cinema in the two top performing industries of the world, Hollywood and Bollywood, as it is popularly called. In the next episode, I have as my guest a man who was born and brought up in the US, 
but has come back to his roots in India and is working in the Indian film industry. Datta Dave, partner and co-founder of Tulsiya, a strategic content and media management company representing India's leading writers, directors, actors, producers, and so on. From him, I want to understand the crisscross between Hollywood and Bollywood and also how these industries are different, how are the culture around them and within them are changing. So a very interesting conversation along with why he came back all the way from LA to Mumbai. So tune in to the next episode of India, a story in the making. And please feel free to share which is your most favorite film and why. So thank you for listening to me on India, a story in the making. See you next Sunday with yet another episode and in conversation with very interesting Datta De. Listen to my podcast audio on Apple, Spotify, BingePods or wherever you get your podcast from. And watch the video of the podcast on my YouTube channel, Levina Tandon. New episodes are out every Sunday.